welcome to Love Talk. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, uh, author of Love Addiction. Thank you for joining us tonight and coming to share the love. Tonight with me, I have my co-host, Leslie Lee. Hey, Leslie, what's up? Hey, everybody out there. I've been missing y'all, and I know you missed the magic. <laughs> and I also have with us Terry Saleh. Hey, Terry, what's going on tonight? Hey, Tracy, how are you? Hello, everyone. I am doing well. I am doing well. It's been a while since we've been live. I kind of missed you, ladies. Everything's good? Yeah, I don't have any complaints. Well, let's get right to it. Terry, I thought um, you were talking earlier about some things that us women should not be doing in 2017. Yeah, you know, I was talking to some of my friends today, and, you know, a few of them are single or um, newly divorced. and. you know, they're just always on the lookout for, you know, that person, that special someone. Um, and then we got to talking about, you know, what are some of the do's and don'ts of dating? What are some of the things you should be doing, some of the things you should not be doing? So we kind of came up with this list of 10 things of stuff that in 2017, if you're serious about dating, seriously serious about finding that special person in 2017, a few things you probably shouldn't be doing when it comes to dating. So here goes. Number one, probably should not be dating somebody that's not supporting you emotionally. As females, we are emotional beings, so we need somebody that doesn't shy away from that, somebody that doesn't run away from that knows we can get emotional and is supportive of all of the, you know, emotions that we go through in a relationship. What do you all feel about that? I think that's interesting because I think when somebody doesn't support you and as a matter of fact starts to tear you down, number one, I see jealousy in that. I see a lot of relationships when people feel like they're inadequate in some way will try to tear down their significant other and try to make them seem like who they are is wrong or what they believe is wrong. I mean, I've even heard somebody tell their friend or person that they're in a relationship like, oh, I don't know how you were raised. That that sounds crazy. She was raised in a parent household, mother, father. He was raised in a single parent household. So he couldn't relate to her scenario. So it was a lot of like tearing her down. And that's a sign to me. When somebody's doing that and they're not supportive of, supportive of you, I view that as jealousy, and it doesn't get any better as the relationship progresses. When you look at support emotionally, you know, um, like you said, Terry, women are emotional creatures. I know I am emotional creatures. My emotions are probably written all over my sleeve, my forehead, on my legs, on my back, everywhere. So, you know, and when you talk about somebody supporting me emotionally, I don't know what that looks like. You know, I don't know what I'm looking for. Do do I want him to cry with me? Do I want him to, you know, be as sensitive as I am? So I I don't know what that means, support emotionally. I'm I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with that. For for me, you know, if I'm having a bad day, if I'm having an emotional day and everything just seems to make me, you know, start to cry, first of all, I need you to acknowledge that, yes, I am crying. You know, I don't need somebody that, um, when he sees a woman crying, he just, he does, he's paralyzed and doesn't know what to do or he, because he doesn't know what to do, he runs away from the situation. 
So that's what I'm talking about, supporting me emotionally. Acknowledging my emotions, accepting that they are my emotions, they're not an, a judgment against you in, in some ways, um, and, and just being supportive, you know, helping me through it, even if that's just, you know, uh, a shoulder to cry on, if that's um, a hug, whatever it is that I communicate that I might need at that time because I'm going through something emotionally, I just need that, you know, that moral support. Yeah, and emotionally, okay, now I see where you're going. Emotionally doesn't mean I'm crazy. It just means right. that I'm emotional. I'm created emotional. So like you said, if, if you're crying, you do kind of want somebody to give you a hug and not necessarily fix what you're crying about because sometimes it can't be fixed. I need to get that cry out. But, right. uh, okay, yeah. But yeah, emotionally can also, like, and I'm going to bring it back to what I was saying, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a situation where I'm down. I could be in a juvial situation, and because somebody can't handle that, they're ready to tear me down. Yeah, there's a spectrum on the emotions. And that. And and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's a a sad occasion. And I always say this, if if you're happy when I'm sad and and you're sad when I'm happy, we don't need to be in the same camp because there's something wrong. So emotionally, you need to be on the same wavelength that I'm on. If you you find yourself in a relationship with someone that just cannot buy into who you are as a person and is always finding fault, even in the happy times, that is a warning sign. And people stay in those relationships far too long, and they think that it's going to get better, this person will stop, eventually he'll, he or she will get the message. But if you see those signs in the beginning, there's something wrong, that this person is intentionally trying to vibe with you differently and on the opposite vibe. When, they, when they're well, coming know. at you, when somebody's coming at you, it doesn't necessarily have to be mean, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're in an emotional state. It could be very subtle, and it could be happening all the time. It could be as simple as you're happy because you like to go to work. What do you mean you like to go to work? What kind of nonsense is that? Who likes to go to Why are you tearing me down? I'm telling you how I feel. Yeah, but does it necessarily mean that you have to, to, to back away and run out? You know, time and time again, we hear uh, relationships so. of work. Relationships of work. You have to put the work in. So at what point do you decide, you know, what you're going to work on and what you're not going to work on? Maybe, just maybe the person who's tearing you down, there's something behind that tear down that needs work between the two of you, some kind of a conversation or understanding. I don't know that you can pick one scenario and say, oh, if you're not here, you got to go. You know, but it's I not usually it's one scenario. It's, it's not usually one scenario. When you think of a relationship that you've ever been in, and it's it's not easy. It's a struggle just to have conversation. You adore this person. You sexually, you you gel. You got it going on. You adore this person. But there's something there's something of there's something awry with the conversation that you have with them, and it's it's just hard. It, relationships are a lot of work. But when you start to feel that frustration over little things, that's a sign. It doesn't necessarily mean it's one topic, one discussion, one issue. But if it starts to go on for too long and it's over a lot of discussions, a lot of topics, you're always adversaries, there's something wrong. 
Yeah, and it could be something as real simple as you see I'm having a bad day, whatever. You know, maybe it's the anniversary of a parent's death. Maybe it's the, you know, something happened that day, so I'm down that day. Supporting me emotionally. Hey, hey, babe, I realize that this is not a good day for you, your, you know, anniversary of XYZ. You know, you know, sending me a flower. Or, you know, do you want to go out to dinner tonight? You know, something that is, that's emotional support to me. You know this is not a good right. day for me. You're there for me because I am an emotional basket case right now. And I'm not talking about basket case, you know, straight jacket. I mean, like I said, it's the anniversary of a parent's death. You know you're not right. having a good day. And he's there for you. Yeah. All right, so in 2017, we are not dating someone who does not emotionally support us. That's something that women of this this year should be thinking about. You need emotional support. What's number two? Um, similar, brushing off things that are important to me. So if I'm a single mom raising kids, and it is important for my kids when I'm raising them that they are respectful of elders, and so I expect my kids to say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, when they are talked to by an adult. And you, as the person I'm dating, brush that off like, oh, why, why, why are you teaching them to do that? Don't brush that off. That's something that's important, that's important to me. Or if it's, you know, something special that I like to do on a holiday. It could be goofy, it could be quirky, but it's important to me and you're brushing it off as insignificant. Okay, that's not somebody I think I should be dating because, as Leslie said, that doesn't feel good. Okay. So there's, there's no tolerance, huh? <laughs> what is tolerance, there's, though? There's absolutely no tolerance. You know, okay, explain to me what is, is work, you know, what maybe um, they don't realize how important that is to you, and you need to, to, to verbalize that. And once yeah, you verbalize I'm not saying it, we haven't communicated it. I'm talking about I've communicated to you the importance of this, and you still, you know, it's um, trivial to you. Okay. Okay. Now that you put that in there, that makes sense. Okay. I've explained to you this is important to me, and you still keep brushing it off. So, yeah, this is a, this is an unacceptable behavior. In my mind, I mean, in the dating world, hey, why go through that when there's you know somebody else that can really you know be your hero and you know agree with what you think is important and celebrate okay. just like you celebrate it. You know, a month, a couple of months ago on my feed on Facebook, I posted a, a this young gentleman that he said it very clear. He said, ladies, when a man is into you, he's coming to get you. You don't have to do no extra work. You All the things that you've named off thus far, he's ready to do those things. If you find somebody who's not ready to do those things and understand, even if they don't understand, that whole, I'm in it to win it, so I might not understand where she's coming from emotionally, but because that's my girl and that's who I want, he is coming to get you. That dude is coming to get you. You don't have to look for him. You don't have to seek him out. He's coming to you. Amen. All right, now, what's number three? We're up to number three, right? Number three, expecting praise. And this is something, again, Tracy, I, I might struggle with. Expect, he is expecting praise for things that is really his responsibility. 
okay, we're, you know, dating or whatever, and you're supposed, you know, you're supposed to take out the trash every Wednesday morning, or you know, you're supposed to pick up the kids from the um, soccer field every Tuesday afternoon. You do that, and then you need me to stroke your ego for something that's your responsibility. So this is where I need help with the whole stroking of the ego and, and doing giving praise for something that really is a responsibility. Help me out on this one. Well, I don't know that you need to... Well, everybody's ego needs to be stroked on some level. I know that. Everybody has an ego. You can deny it if you want, but everybody needs a little stroking here and there. So to me, if somebody does something that you believe that they should already be doing and you appreciate them doing it, there's no reason why you can't say, you know, thanks. You know, I appreciate you taking care of this for me today or, or I appreciate you picking up the kids just to let them know that you it doesn't go unnoticed, but it should work both ways. I think it should work both ways. Exactly what I do that I'm supposed to do, that is my responsibility. Every once in a while, I need my ego stroke. I need somebody to tell me, you know, thanks, babe. I appreciate you doing this. You know, thank you for that or whatever it is. Everybody needs a little stroking once in a while. So I don't see anything wrong with that. Oh, well, I think... You have to strike that one for this. Let me hear what Leslie has to say. I can't remember who the comedian was, but he it, somebody made a joke like, you want credit because you're supposed to be doing something? Seriously? You're happy that, that the lights are not turned on or, you know, the lights are not off in the house. They're not supposed to be off. So when you pay the bill every month, I don't need to praise you for that. There's certain things like if you pick up the kids once a week or once a month or once a year, I don't think I need to praise you for that because guess what? When you're not picking them up, who is? And I don't get the, the pat on the back and the add a girl every time I do what I'm supposed to do. That's something that I could say honestly that my husband and I struggle with in the house because he likes those things, those praises, and I don't always give them to him because sometimes you're just supposed to wash the clothes. I don't want to praise you because you put a load of laundry in, in the washing machine. Sometimes you're just what's supposed wrong, to do it. What's wrong with saying, thanks, babe. Thanks for doing my laundry. What's wrong with saying Wait, I don't. I, what's wrong with saying it every time I do something? I don't think it's necessary. Well, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be greater good. I'm not one way. I'm saying both ways. I don't I'm see anything wrong with... I'm saying to the greater good, and we both benefit, at some point, some things are going to get done without praise. And you don't need to praise because it's for the greater good, and we both benefit here. Yeah, but there's something to be said for appreciation and... Uh, just uh, you guys call it praise. I call it appreciation. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong. If yes, you're supposed to do this, 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 or that. That's what you're supposed to do. But I don't see anything wrong with, with being appreciative of that because it could be worse. It could be different. And I think it's important to let whoever you're digging or whoever you're dating or whatever it is, let them know how much you appreciate them. That adds to the relationship. You know, I, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't know that that's something that I would knock off my list for 2017. Thank and you've you. been married for a, a long time. At some point, the idea that we've been doing this for 30 years, and I'm not trying to take anyone for granted. I appreciate. I know that, you know, there before the grace of God, I could have a different life and things of that nature. But 
when it comes down to stroking somebody's ego, there's a difference between that and somebody that just wants praise because they did a chore or an activity. I appreciate well, you because you're here and we're doing this thing together. I'm not going to give you accolades every time you take the trash out. The trash got to go out every week. Well, we're talking, we were talking about dating, so I thought. So if you're dating someone, I think it's nice to let them know that you appreciate the things that they do for you. I don't necessarily think that you have to stroke their ego on every single thing that goes down, but to let people know you appreciate them. And that brings me back to the love languages. You know, there are certain things that people need in their love language. So if I need to be uh, emotionally supportive and I'm dating somebody who needs to have um, verbal affirmations, you know, then that's something that you got. That's part of that work that I'm talking about that needs to go into a relationship. I don't think that I can just cut that off for 2017. Not to say, oh, look, honey, you tie your shoelaces. I'm so proud of you. You're supposed to tie your shoelaces when you have shoelaces. Not little things like that. Oh, you paid the bills. But just in general, I appreciate the things that you do. I don't see anything wrong with that. So in dating, let's say it's your first date and, you know, he walks around to make sure the car door is unlocked or he's always making sure he opens the door for you or he's making sure the napkin gets placed in your lap when you're eating at a restaurant. All that is, you know, chivalry is not dead and, you know, we like that. So you're okay with saying, hey, you know, thank you for... You know, walking around. If you open the door for me, yes. If you open the door for me, I will definitely say thank you. I think so, two okay. years into dating, how many times are you going to say thank you? If you've been dating for two years now, how many times are you going to say thank you every time you open the door? <laughs> so that one's a jury. We're doing anything wrong with saying thank you every time. It's polite. I mean, you guys are tough. You guys are <laughs> hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the jury is still out. We will move on. Yeah, let's move on. The jury's still out on that one. What's number four? Negative comments about my weight. I don't think, when, especially in dating, you know, you cannot get too comfortable. And so we're not going to make any negative comments about weight. I agree 100%. That's nice. I don't think that's necessary because I think everybody has a mirror and you can see what's going on in the mirror. So if you notice that something, their work needs to be done on me, obviously I notice too. So I don't need the negativity because that doesn't ever, that never helps the situation. So I can agree with I, that one. No negative. That, it's interesting you say that because it piggybacks off of some recent conversations that I've had and the double standards that come up when it comes to the weight thing. Men, like Terry's always said, men are visual. They like a certain look. They like a woman with a small waist. They like a woman that dresses nice, hair is done, nails done. But at the end of the night, they don't want to know that that woman has to take all of that stuff off or do something different so that she can follow her regimen and go to bed. And she's not going to wake up like that woman that you walked out with every night. Like, I that's do. Like I walked up like that. That's ridiculous. That's just crazy. If you're sleeping in makeup and you're 50-something years old, shame on you because we have to protect our skin. I'm just saying, men have this unrealistic expectation of women, especially black women, because, you know, there's a lot that we do to get glammed up that maybe our counterpoints don't do or don't have to do. And then they want 
this 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 beauty queen all the time, but yet and still they showing up with their flaws and and things that they need to elbows and assy knees and, and assy no heels. unlovable love handles okay don't come at me and talk to me talk to me about my waist and you got them love handles let's do something about that how about you get your six pack and i'll work on my waist and in the meantime let's all be quiet about it so there's a double standard. <laughs> there's a double standard. I hear it. I hear it. Women have to be on point 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Love handles. It's crazy. It's not fair. There's a double I mean, standard. There always will be. I don't know how you're ever going to change that. And it's sad That's because we, as women, in some cases, we allow them to get away with it. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I was trying to be a matchmaker. And I was trying to match make a young lady that I had recently met who's been in, in friends with a friend of mine and then somebody else that I know. And I'm going into any names and scenarios. And the gentleman was very concerned with looks. Can you show me a picture? So I sent him a face shot. Oh, I need to see the body. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, Biggie Small. Listen here, Pugsley. You ain't coming <laughs> to the table with you, I, Just forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Not matching nobody. Forget it. You're done. Well, nowadays, people are not looking for for the inside, what's going on inside. It's all about, like Terry has been saying since we've been talking, it's the visual. A lot of guys are interested in the visual. And once the visual is met, then they'll start to figure out, you know, if you're a good person or a nice person and what your morals and principles are about. But I think that's twisted because beauty is fleeting. You know, that's going to go away. The internal I say is in 2017, women should be just as opinionated and have that same visual because we want things to. I want to see the six pack. I see the pictures. I see the, the calendars. Dudes are out there doing it. You want it from me? Why can't you do it? I think we should right, so speak we, up a little bit more. But we, we, we're we, not shouldn't, gonna... we shouldn't accept the okie doke. Don't put all of that on me and you're not coming to the table with that and more. All right, so in 2017, we're not going to talk about weight, okay? But we are going to talk about the things that we want to see in the significant other or the one we're dating. Don't talk about my weight when you got love handles hanging around and your knees are ashy and your elbows are ashy, okay? Let's, let's, let's be nice. What's, what are we up to, number five or number six? Number five, uh, we are dating what we're not going to deal with in 2017, somebody that assumes that I am down for whatever. What does that That's mean, Terry? Meaning, basically, no assumptions in dating. Don't disrespect me. Don't think you can do something that is going to um, put into question my lady, um, ladiness, if that's a word, my femaleness. Don't, don't disrespect me. Don't assume that you can do something and it's going to be disrespectful and I'm not going to put you back in check. So do not assume that I'm down for whatever. Okay, I can agree on that. I can agree on that. Don't assume that I'm down for whatever. But, you know, it's, you know we have to address it because there are um, men out there and definitely in certain cities where there's seven women to one man. So there are women out there that because of, the fact that they feel a lot of competition. I've never felt it, but I guess, you know, some women may feel like there's a lot of competition. They feel like they have to lower their standards or be down for whatever. 
again. When you say be down for whatever, like you're going to be the chick on the side, you're going to be the sloppy second or the third or the fourth or whatever. Yeah, that- whatever it is, anything that's disrespectful, like I said, that, you know, puts into jeopardy my um, my status as a lady, as a classy lady. No, we're not we're not doing that in 27. You're not going to jeopardize that status as a classy lady. Guess what happened a couple of days ago? It was on Valentine's Day, as a matter of fact. No names once again. Somebody that I know got a dick pic from this guy, and, and there was no relationship, no talking. He, he sent the picture. She was lord, flabbergasted, and then he texts back like, oh, I'm sorry, I sent it to the wrong person. That was That is crazy. That is crazy. Let's take a break. Let's take a break and come back on this one, okay? We'll be back in five minutes. Love talk for everyday people. Here I stand A woman Talking to her man, I know you're my man. In the deepest, sweetest parts of me, where I can't pretend, I want you for always. Ain't no reason to try and navigate around a dream coming to fruition. I need your decision now Cause I'm standing here With my soul in my hand Everybody around here wants me I think you can And you should We could be so happy, baby I'll be your ever-loving woman You'll be my ever-loving man I'll be your angel and your best friend Wait a minute what did you say? How? How you gonna say no? How you gonna say no to me? Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, I can't conceive of this. Oh, But I'm offering you my love and a genuine connection You could have my loyalty and all of my affection You're looking everywhere, but every road will lead to my direction So don't play, play, ain't no cause for you to ever say that I'm a freak with technique, but the epitome of a lady I'm the element of surprise, you can call me Eureka I'll make you bust when I put this face on your tweet
back love talk for everyday people with leslie lee and terry Saleh and me tracy j hines so leslie you left off with an interesting little topic there can you repeat what you mm-hmm. said before we went to break on valentine's day somebody i know received a dick pic from this guy and she was just so taken aback, didn't know what to say, and then within, i say, seconds or minutes, he followed up with, oh, I'm sorry, I texted the wrong person. And so she didn't she respond was, to it yet, right? She hadn't said anything? He came back before she could say I don't think she responded. I think she was more shocked and didn't know what to do or say or whatever, and then he sent that text back that he sent it to the wrong person. I'm like, wow, either he really sent it to the wrong person, or was he sending out a feeling like... I'm interested in t- in you. Let's see where this goes. If I send this picture, if you respond the right way, we could. So, what, is it ever okay to send a dick pic? I mean, when do you when do you want to get a dick pic? Is, is that something that you should be looking for? I don't know, tenth date, eighth date, third date. I don't date, think it's a time a frame. I think whatever is comfortable to two consenting adults is their business, and I don't think it's a time so, frame. So, funny enough, that is my number six. That's what we're not doing in 2017. We're not sexing in 2017. No, sexting. we're not. Sexting. You don't, you don't think that that adds a little bit of uh, you know, sex appeal that you're in this thing, you're in this thing with this guy. Clearly, you've seen the dick already. Okay, he's seen all of you, and now he decided, you know, today, having talked to you in a couple of hours, let me just send you a little something. And that's supposed to be some kind of foreplay. What's to come? <laughs> we're just not doing that. Is that what you're saying? That's not part of the program this year for 2017. Uh, yeah, I'm not. That's just not doing anything for me. I just no. Mm-mm. I say if you have trust in that person, you're putting yourself out on a limb because you don't know if if all of a sudden this relationship goes south. He's got images of you, and you got images of him. But don't get it twisted. I didn't say I was sending nothing. I said receiving. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> even still, even still, whatever it is that you're doing out there, once it hits the cloud or whatever, and I'm not technical, once it's out there, you better know you trust that person that you're sending it to that it's not going to get repeated somewhere else or it won't show up somewhere that's going to you know, hurt you in the long run. I, before my, I, I I say be very careful. Be very careful about what you're doing out there. I'm not I opposed to anything. I'm not opposed to it. I say be careful. I I don't know. I kind of feel like those that are sending those kind of texts. I think that they send them to everybody. It's not like oh you're special. Here's this. I think it's just they send them to everybody. They don't have any issues. They don't care about it. They don't have any kind of inhibitions. It's just like look here. See this. This is what I got. What you got? I don't think, think it's those, that reckless. I think between two consenting adults, if it's arousal that they get that that people seek from those things, I don't think it's that somebody's just reckless. Like I'm gonna send my picture to everybody. I think that in relationships, when it's when there's when they think that there's a level of trust there, I think it's okay. But it's when that trust gets destroyed, and we're now we're onto something else, and then you find out like, 
oh, you are that random guy that'll send your dick to every person on, <laughs> on the internet. It's, that, that's breaking the trust. <laughs> All right, so let me get this answer. Terry, it's never acceptable. It doesn't do it for you. Leslie, it's okay, depending on two people that are in it and me. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm glad we have a nice variety of opinion, but yeah, definitely call me old school. That's not working for me. <laughs> All right, all right. What's number seven? What's number seven? Number seven, what you're not going to do in dating is tell me about your exes and how your exes were doing such and such better than me. No, that's not working. Do you want to hear anything about the ex? Maybe not necessarily how they're doing something better than you, but maybe how the relationships ended or the kind of challenges. I don't want to hear nothing. No, I don't (laughs) need to hear I don't even need to get jack about exes. I hear you, Terry. It's just like, Tracy, that show that we did with your group panel, and I forgot whoever the gentleman was that had the question about whether or not is it okay to maintain a friendship with your ex and because you, the scenario is, is that you, you two knew each other for such a long time. Your families have history. You're still friendly. Da, 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 da. My feeling is if it's all that, I think y'all should go reconcile, get back together. What? <laughs> you grooming me? You getting me prepared that you might still be communicating with your ex and, and you might take her mama to lunch. Then y'all need to get back together. Yeah, and why are we together and you're talking about her, which means you're thinking about her? I, I know Ex- that's not working. Exactly. I said the same thing. They shot me down. They tried to tell me I was wrong, Terry. I was like, I don't care. Get back mm-hmm. together. That's not happening in the 17, Tracy. But you know what? The young ladies on the panel were okay with it, too. Like, you know, it was, it was a matter of preference. It, right. It was preference. It was a depends on the yeah, two people that are involved. Sometimes I think knowing the past helps you more with the future. So I'm not so wow. opposed. Now, I don't necessarily need to know the gory details about your, your sex life and, and all of that. But there's a couple of things that I'd like to know. I'd like to know how it ended. You know, is she a psychopath that's hunting you down and I might be in jeopardy? I think I want to know that. That's something I want to know. He's the psycho. I'm talking about a situation where he, you know, you all may be kissing, and he makes a comment like, oh, yeah, my my ex, she kissed this way. Oh, no, that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. I like the way my ex walked. She had this walk. No. No, Terry, no. That doesn't work. You can't do that. That is unacceptable. What about the being friends with the ex? How do you feel about that? It depends. It all depends. You know, I, I can't say, no, you can't have a friend. I just can't, I can't say that. But uh, it just depends. And I can't tell oh, you. It depends on the friendship. It depends on the relationship. It depends on a lot of things. I, first of all, I can't say to you, you can't have a friend. I, I don't feel that that's my place to tell you you can't have a friend. You and if you get to a point where you're not being any of your exes, that's all I'm going to say. If you've been intimate, y'all can't be friends. I'm sorry. You didn't seem the good. You, got, you know what it is. You know what she has. You know what you might be missing on certain days. There's billions of people on this planet. Why does one of your friends have to be an ex? No. To me, I think it's like you're holding on to something. 
you're holding on because it feels good to know that you could call her a friend or whatever. And then it's also in the back of your head, in your mind, that little, in case this thing don't work out with this chick, I could always go back to her. Yeah, you can't be hedging your bets. Like, you're either into this or you're into that. But you can't be one foot in the door, one foot out, and, you know, hedging. Like, okay, this don't work. I'm going to stay in touch just in case this one don't work out. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not always about that. It's not always about I'm trying to get back with him and I'm keeping the door open. You know, I have a friend who's married. He's already married. We were together for a while, but he's married, moved on, and maybe twice a year, hey, what's up? How you doing? You good? I'm good. You good? You know, we'll have a conversation and just catch up. So I don't see what's wrong with that. We're not in each other's space. We're not even in the same state. We're just in different places. So... So this is the bottom line, Tracy. If that is the case, please do not communicate that to me if we're dating. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think that if you're if, if you are trying to know me better and you want me to trust you, I don't know if I need to know all of what goes on on every aspect of your life. If if you're hiding something, and then it, and then now I'm getting ready to to like doubt myself and second guess myself. If it's just platonic, like you just said, and once a year you reach out, no big deal. But if I'm finding out that it's more than once a year, if I'm finding out that those conversations sound a little suggestive, even though it didn't go anywhere, what do you? What, what, what's the point? Why do you want to be with me? If you still communicate, if you're communicating with somebody else that makes you feel a certain way, that nostalgic feeling that you're looking for. But that, that's why I said in the beginning, it depends. It all depends. You know, if, if you're into it and you're going that deep and you're meeting up and you're secretly seeing each other and you're sneaking around, obviously when you start sneaking to do stuff or it's such a big secret then the person who's doing it already knows it's a problem. And, and, and it's going to become a problem. It's going to present itself a problem. But the scenario that I gave you is where I think it's fine. You know, you've been friends for years. You've known each other for years. Just because your relationship doesn't work out and you both move on and he gets married or you remarried and once or twice a year you connect and say, hello, how's everything? How's the kids? Everybody's going to college. I don't see anything wrong with that. And that's some sort of a friendship. So it still all depends on what kind of friendship you're keeping with some people. You know, the one that you're talking about, obviously that's not, that's not cool. It's not cool that you're dating, you're going out, you're taking his mama out to lunch, and, you know, that is clear to me. But just the basics, I don't see anything wrong with that. And you should definitely not be any comparing. Please do not compare me to any of your exes. Yeah, I mean, that's something that you don't want to hear. That's something that you definitely don't want to hear. What are we up to? Okay, so number eight, treating me like one of the boys. So I'm 100% girly girl, you know, so I'm not down for the, you know, shoves in the chest or, you know, the... the <laughs> people don't do that, Is that what happens to people? Humor, you know, that stuff you talk about with your guys, all that. No, I'm not. Don't treat me like one of the boys. No. I think if he's treating you like one of the boys, he's trying to treat you like one of the boys, and maybe you don't have a what you think is a relationship. Not you per se, but anybody. If, if you're being treated like one of the boys, and he's feeling that comfortable to 
you know, include you on the talks that the boy, the, 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 the boy talk and, and palling around and, 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 you know, the, the rough house play that he does with a guy, he's sending you a message. Because men don't do that to somebody that they're, they're thinking about intimately. He's feeling weird. Sometimes, I'm just going to let you ladies know that sometimes a little rough play is a little foreplay. And sometimes yeah. you don't mind. Okay? It just depends on who you are and what you like. So don't count that out all the time. There's some people that do a little rough foreplay. So in this playing, and it's not. You're one of the boys. That's your thing. So it's, you got to be clear. You got to know what it is. I don't want to be clear. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I think the key is if you, as a female, start feeling like he thinks you're one of the boys, that's when you have to have a conversation and let him know. You sh- you know, there's, there's foreplay where it's supposed to be suggested and it's to get you in a, a female mood. But if you're feeling like, you know, he's treating you like one of the guys and you're not feeling feminine, you're feeling like, okay, he, you know, he just wants to rough housing. That's a little different. And I guess that's what I was trying to say is he's not making me feel feminine. He's making me feel like one of the boys. On the foreplay right. tip, this is one thing I can say has never been a turn on to me. When that book, Strictly Shades of Grey, I never watched, listened to any of that nonsense. I never, you hit me, and you're about to get effed up. That's a, a point blank period. I don't play that. No, that you don't want a little tap on your behind. That's not going to make no. it to you, girl. Because I don't know. No, absolutely not. It might start to get real good, and next thing you know, you want to punch me in the eye. Oh, hell no. Absolutely you crazy. Not. I never did like that. I don't like that. Because to me, it's a little, like, a little, that sadomasochistic, like, you're going to take it too far, and you're going to hit me just a little too hard, and I'm going to lose my mind and punch you in the throat. I'm cutting off the air supply. So, so he can't bring a paddle with him, right, and just get you a little tap? You're going to fight that? Oh, no. Oh, hell no. No. A a paddle? Oh, you bringing weapons, too? No. Mm Mm-mm. I know I, I know what I like. I like sensuality. I like to feel good. I don't like anything that's coming close to you trying to hurt me. Because now yeah, I'm I don't want like to be hurt either. Well, I don't want to be hurt. I'm a lover. I, and I don't like that little tiny little tap. And No, because then you might think that it feels good. You might think that I like it. And then you might hit me a little harder next time. And I'm up punching your eye, I swear. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm like, okay, we're not down for that, so. Nope. Not happening. Nope. Okay, now we're going to get hit back. Now we're hitting Rita going blow for blow, slap up, slap. Then we good, but no. Oh. Now you're in the dude zone. Now you're going blow for blow. You're definitely in the man zone. <laughs> Listen. Oh, God. You took me there. You're taking me there. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Let's Number nine, what are we not doing in 2017 in dating? Waiting for the person you're dating to communicate what they want in this relationship. Waiting too long for them to tell you what they want in this relationship. This is a conversation what? we had. How long What's is too long? long? So, I don't know. That's the question. So, you know, somebody, you're, you're a female and you are looking to get married in the next year. 
he's a guy and he's like, you know what, I'm just, I'm playing the field. I'm just going to say a playboy the rest of my life. When is that supposed to get communicated? Is it date one? Is it date number two? Is it date number three? When is that supposed to get communicated? I don't think you can put a time frame on something like that because people are so different on so many different levels. I don't think you can put a time frame on it. I think that each person has their threshold. You know, you have your, your moment where you just can't take it no more, and when that happens, that's when you exit stage left. You know, and I don't think you can put a time frame on it. You know, me, I might be able to hang out for six years, seven years, eight years. Susie down the block, after three weeks, she's like, well, I got to go. I can't be bothered with you. I don't know that there's a time frame that you can say across the board is going to work or that it's, it's, it's the average because everybody is different. Everybody has different needs. I don't think you could put a time frame on it, but I know, like you said, when you get to your threshold and the frustration that, that an individual feels, you know what you want. Just like Terry said at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the relationship. One person knows that they're walking into this thing because they're looking for that soulmate, that life mate, and the other person wants to feel good today. You're on two separate paths. And when somebody starts to feel frustrated along that path, that's too long. Because the person that has no intention of settling down or going into this situation where they are looking for a life mate this is that, that's the road that they're going to take you on through the whole relationship. And I've seen it where not only did he not settle down with you, but when he came out of the relationship, he got married or she got married to somebody else immediately. So I've lived that. I didn't just see it. I've lived that. I was with someone for six years, six years, and turned around and married. I don't know, a year and a half after we separated. Yeah, and some people, you know, you hear all the time about people that have been in relationships waiting for that person to make up their mind, and then when it's over, you're like, I just wasted four years of my life. That's too long. But I don't, know that, I don't know that you waste. I don't know that you waste because I think you learn stuff about yourself um, sometimes the experiences are not bad. Sometimes the experiences are pretty good and you're having a good time, you know, and then you just get to your threshold where you know you want more and that's when you exit. But sometimes you can't exit. Sometimes your heart is so deep into it that you can't exit. But for you the know, I don't think we can say to somebody. People, say it again, Liz? For the newly dating the ones that are just going out for that first, second, or third, fourth date, you know each person knows their intentions going in. And each person will let you that's know. True. I do. I believe I don't that believe on the first, know, second, third, fourth date you know what's what. I they don't, don't believe know it. that they're going to get married down the road. They don't know that they're going to stay in this relationship. But you kind of know, like, I'm dating around for now, and you kind of know if I'm looking for my soulmate. You know that initially when you're in, when you start out dating and people that are not exhibiting what you're looking for and you're so frustrated inside, but you're willing to stay in this thing and hang out. And then all of a sudden two days turn into two years, turn into 10 years. This person is still not going to commit because he, you were okay with it at the beginning. You okay. And so now here it is 10 years later. Like, what do you mean you're upset? 
I'm just, I, I'm not ready to commit. You knew that I think from day you, one. I think mature adults, I agree with Leslie. I think when you go out on a date, you kind of have an idea. Not to say that things can't change, but you kind of have an idea what your intentions are. You know, you know whether, hey, I'm just, you know, playing the field or I'm just, you know, I'm just here to just have fun. I'm not really trying to settle down anytime soon. I think people know that. And I think there are other people that they've already started planning the wedding. They're hoping that this is finally the one because I'm tired of all this dating and I'm really looking for the one. I think there are people, I think people know. So the question is, when do you communicate that? If it's asked, you should tell the truth and you should communicate your desires and what you're looking for in this relationship or you're not looking for a relationship at all. Definitely, if asked, you should you should you should tell the truth. I, I believe that. I think the truth is is better. You know, children play around with lies and jo- and you know, misleading people. I think as a full grown adult, mature, responsible adult, you're right. You should declare what it is that you're looking for, what you're not going to do, what you are going to do. But I still don't think that there is a time frame on how long. I, I think it is. There, that was the question we were, you know, bouncing around. You know, what is the appropriate time frame? Should, you know, I guess if you're the person who's still not clear, it's up to you to find out until you get comfortable with the answer. And if you're the person, you know, if when you've had enough, already put down your deposit on your wedding dress, you need to make that clear too. Come <laughs> on now. It's, it goes both ways. There's people out here who they're in it because the, the, the end result is I found my life partner and I want to settle down. I want to get married. It, you, so at some point, you need to express that. Yeah. Will it make yeah. that person run? Will it make them scared? Maybe. Then, then that one's right. the person for you. But yeah, you I think you need that. put your intentions and make it clear what your intentions are. Definitely, we agree on that. So, what are we up? Let's move on. Number ten, very last one. In 2017, what we are not going to do is all of the stuff we did in 2016 and prior. In 2017, you're going to change it up. If you're dating and you've been doing the same old thing for the last ten years in dating, it's time to flip the script. It's time to toss it up a little. It's time to get new and just do something different in 2017. Do something out of your comfort zone. You might be surprised what you find if you just shake it up a bit. That's what you're going to do in 2017. What you're not going to do what you've been doing. In 2017, you were the chick that went to the club or wherever you go to dance, and you would not dance unless somebody came over and asked you. 2017, you're going to go and ask people, or you're just going to dance, and whatever happens, happens. That's that's the kind of thing you're talking about. Get out your comfort zone, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I challenge the married people, myself included, in 2017 to take a risk. Like you always said, Terry, married sex is supposed to be the best sex. So be risky with it. And don't be ashamed and don't be all prudish and and uptight about it. Have fun. Be risky, but don't hit me, right? Don't bring a little paddle. Don't 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 ever hit (laughs) Never. <laughs> that, I'm not taking that risk. <laughs> okay. All right. So step on the wild side in 2017. Do something different, then, something you've never done my before. 
single people, yeah. I mm-hmm. challenge you that at the beginning of a relationship, when you see that first egregious sign, and it might be as simple as he showed up late for a date, I challenge you don't go. I bet you he won't show up late the next time. Okay. All right. So go over the list again, Terry. In in 2017, these are the 10 things that we came up with by conversations you had with everyday people, right? You were talking to some folks, and they gave you a list of 10 things that you should not be doing in 2017. Run through the list for me. And some of them, the three of us don't even agree on, but yeah, we're going to run through them again. Number one, not supporting me emotionally. Number two, brushing off things that are important to me. Number three, expecting praise for stuff that's really your responsibility. Number four, negative comments about my weight. Number five, assuming that I am down for whatever and not respecting my lady, classy ladiness. Number six, sexting me, dick ticks, whatever you want to call them. Number seven, comparing me to your exes and telling me about the good things your exes used to do. Number eight, treating me like one of the boys. Number nine, waiting too long to hear what it is you really want out of this relationship. And number 10, we're not going to do all the same old tired stuff we've done in years in the past. All right. That sounds pretty good. This is Love Talk for Everyday People. I challenge you to change it up in 2017. Try something different in your love relationship. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, uh, the author of a book called Love Addiction. It's a book of love poems. Uh, you can get it online at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or on my website. The e-reader is $3.99 and the paper book, paperback is $10.99. Um, if you have a business or something that you want to get out there and let people know what's going on, give me a call or send me an email. It's probably better. You can find my email address on my website. It's very simple. It's uh, tjh920 at aol.com. And uh, let me know. We can get some advertising going, and you can advertise during the show or on my website. Uh, Leslie, if somebody needs to get in touch with you, what, what, how would they do that? Um, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not I'm, – the only social media that I'm working on now is Facebook, and that would be the best way to get me or just tune into Love Talk. And and what what can you offer people? What do I offer people? I keep it real, the realness. Okay. Don't come and you to might me be able to help me to do I'm not trying to help anybody, but don't come to me and give me a scenario you don't want to hear the truth of how I view the truth. Doesn't mean and that sorry, it's right. somebody wants to... Terry, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, um, they can just Google me by my first or last name, Terry Salet. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and LinkedIn, Terry Salet. All right. Thank you for listening. Hope you come back next week. Come share the love with us. This is Love Talk for Everyday People with your hosts, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, and Terry Salet. Have a good night.
Take my 